Hi everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Hair Ikigai. On this episode, I'll be talking about mindfulness and ways to incorporate certain practices into your everyday life as to improve your own mental health and well-being. So keep listening and I'll let you guys know all about it. Hello, I hope everyone that's listening is well and healthy and safe Um, with everything that's going on, um, especially with coronavirus. um, Sorry that I haven't been kind of, I haven't uploaded anything this weekend, it's just been super busy. Um, But yeah, I thought I'd record this episode because... um, with everything that's going on, I feel like there's a lot of negativity on the media right now, you know, we're constantly being updated, and it can be quite overwhelming, and uh, there can be quite a lot of anxiety around it, Um, so I've been meaning to do this episode anyway, but at some point later on, but I thought it'd be really good for me to record it now, uh, just because I feel like it's quite relevant to um, everything that's going on right now, Uh, so yeah, this episode I wanted to talk about mindfulness, Um, and ways that we can not only look after ourselves physically but also mentally when it comes to work um, and just you know balancing certain things that go on in our lives so okay so let's get started what is mindfulness first so just to explain it to you guys mindfulness is basically about um, maintaining a moment of awareness about our thoughts, our feelings, our, you know, bodily sensations, um, our surroundings, and just basically nurturing ourselves. Um, So when you practice mindfulness, it's basically making sure that we are in tune with our thoughts and being present in the moment um, rather than kind of looking back at the past um, and imagining the future and kind of overwhelming ourselves. Um, Mindfulness is more so looking after the state of our headspace. So I thought um, I would just do an episode talking about the different things that I've been doing to help me, not just during this period of like the corona phase, but you know, whilst at work, what have I been doing to manage my own anxiety and my mental health? Um, so yeah, I'll just get started. If you guys remember back to, um, I think it was episode two with Dan, where I talked about mental health, um, Dan was talking about how you know, you can speak to people, um, you can try and kind of communicate certain things, but he was saying how ultimately when it comes to fixing your headspace, um, you are the only person that's living in your head. And so ultimately you have to take the steps and actions necessary to fix the space that is in your head, to bring the light that it needs because no one else can go in there and fix that for you. So these steps are things that I've been doing to fix my own situation uh, to feel like that I'm not just sitting there waiting for someone to come in and be the hero in my life and just make me feel better but rather what am I doing to improve my everyday kind of life so these are just a few things for myself so number one the first thing that I do is in the morning I focus on myself first so what I mean by that is doing something that allows me to improve my mental state rather than degrading it um so what I used to do in the morning when I used to wake up is the first thing that I do is check social media so I check other people's stories I check other people's posts and so without realizing it that was having an effect on me because the first thing that I was doing um when when I was mentally switched on was comparing my life to someone else's um you know, like it just naturally leads to comparison. It's not something that you do on on purpose. It's just, it happens, isn't it? Like, oh, this person's got this outfit. I wish I had that. Oh, this person looks like this. I wish I looked like that. Oh, this person is here right now. I wish I was there as well. It's kind of, you know, you just do it naturally and it's what everyone does. So like, instead of doing that now, what I try to do is kind of have like a morning digital detox. Um, it's not always the case. I'm, I still have, it's like a really bad habit of mine to check my phone in the morning. Um, but now it's like when I'm walking to work, when I'm walking to the train station, I don't get my phone out. I, I try to avoid checking my phone when I'm walking to work. Rather, I try to kind of observe observe um, the, you know, the people around me, the my surroundings, kind of tra- take in the fresh air, um, you know, just enjoy the weather. Um, and it's just small things like this that really help you to just feel like, you're prioritizing yourself in the morning that that should be your first goal in the morning um 
other people like just have your own me time in the morning basically some people's me time in the morning is grabbing a coffee like their favorite coffee in the morning and that like their commute to work just sitting on the train and sipping their coffee that's their me time um other people i've seen they grab a newspaper i've seen a lot of people um you know like they'll have a book and they'll read on the train for me personally i can't do that because i have like a really short attention span so i can't read a book on the train just because um like it's a noisy environment and like it's just a different environment I need to be in a calm and relaxing environment to read so that's not my thing for me I like listening to podcasts on the train so I'll listen to a motivational podcast or you know something that's funny um and it just gets me really energized for the morning feeling really enthusiastic and ready to go into work really um and then what I do is so like literally the whole morning up until nine o'clock is all about me like as if it if that sounds selfish um like it's just about me like so when I get in to the office in the morning um what I used to do is I used to go into the office for nine o'clock and what that meant was when I was when I sat down at the desk my first priority would be someone else because I would have to open up the emails and start responding to emails straight away because it was already nine but what I do now is it's it's easier as well because the trains are a lot emptier early in the morning so I try to get on the train and get to work for eight thirty. so that gives me half an hour to just focus on myself and that's fine as well because no one can force you to do anything at eight thirty. you as long as you're doing your contracted hours so once nine o'clock hits then it's all about work like after that I'm not my own priority it's my work that's my priority but before then I refuse to even open an email so what I do is come into my uh, come into the office sit down at 8 30 grab myself a snack or grab myself some breakfast finish off my episode of like whatever I'm listening to um and then I'll, I'll open up my diary do some reflections and really just relax into the day like just gradually and slowly and I feel like it really helps because then I feel like I'm preparing myself for the day I'm like you know mentally and physically preparing myself for what's to come because I see a lot of my colleagues just coming straight away at nine o'clock and straight boom on uh, onto the emails responding to people and so what that does is your priority in the morning becomes someone else and not yourself um so yeah I would really encourage doing this just like make sure that you are your own priority in the morning um like with social media like checking emails do that later on um so with that number two what I started started doing is I've started writing again um I've done that in different ways so I made my own social media account a separate one where you know I love writing I always used to love writing when I was a kid I used to love writing poetry and like my stories even in you know college I used to like write like um short stories um, about different things and I used to just keep them for myself but recently I've realized like I want to be able to share that or just like you know I want to put it somewhere um so I just created my own page and whenever I feel inspired by something I'll just post um a little a little something and I feel like it's just so nice for me to be able to do something that I'm passionate about alongside my work um but also when I'm at work um I have a little work diary that I've bought for myself at the front it says you know good things take time um and so as part of that kind of 8 30 routine um I'll open a, f- a fresh new page um and I'll just write a bit of a reflection of how the day before went you know what did I achieve what do I want to improve on or you know how am I feeling today how do I want today to go I'll I'll literally write to myself like you know you've got this um you know you can get through this um whatever like I'll just write like motivation to myself and it's like my own written form of therapy um and then like I would really encourage this not just to the girls but to the guys I feel like when I was a kid I used to write in diaries and I felt like it felt like a chore because I kind of felt like I needed to write dear diary today was blah 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 and I had to write all of the details of the day or I felt like you know I was missing something out and I'm going to lose this memory forever and I have to write every single day or otherwise you know it's not going to be the same um, and I'm when I look back at it it's not going to make sense so it kind of felt like it was so forced Um, so as a kid I didn't like I I kind of did it then I stopped doing it then I did it and then I stopped doing it but now what I do is I just write bullet points as as my thoughts come into my head um so even to guys I would say like don't feel silly to keep your own diary it's not a thing that just girls do um 
in fact it's like I think that would really help you um for your own kind of uh, mental stability um so yeah just give it a go like have a little small notepad or something that you keep for yourself um un- not work related and just you know like write down your thoughts in there and then it really helps because when you're having a bad day and you look back to the pages where you had a good day it reminds you of the fact that you know you always have these good days it just on that day it feels like you'll it'll never come around again but then also when you're having a really good day when you look at the days when you had a bad day you're really thankful because you realize that you can get through it and you have got through it because today is one of those days where you have um so yeah it's just it's just a really powerful kind of tool to use um also with that like I don't know if you guys remember if you've listened to the episode that I did with Dan I talked about my noise page um and I feel like you know this is related to psychology um where all the noise that I have in my head what I do now is I'll literally literally write noise in the middle of the page put a circle around it and then I'll literally just go like have like a brain vomit onto the page um and literally just scribble everything it just becomes like a really messy page but what that does is it allows me to physically separate my thoughts from my head onto a page and there's the, so there's like a literal distance between my negative thoughts and my headspace so that's kind of like the way that I kind of like to declutter things it's like a psychological thing it's whatever works with your head um there's there's a number of psychological things that I do that kind of help me like when I was a kid and I still practice this sometimes it's like um you know like on a computer screen like you have different documents but then you have a little trash can in the corner so what I do is um I basically close my eyes and I imagine myself picking out all of the little negative thoughts or things that are unhelpful for me um and I do this physically as well because when I'm closing my eyes I'll still like clench my fists so like that's like me imagining that all of the little files are now now, like scrunched up in my hand and then what I'll do is like I'll imagine myself pulling all of these files inside the trash can out of my brain and I can literally see like the electricity coming out of my head um and just like literally pull it out of my head and it's now it's like in my fist and then my eyes are still closed though and then I'll create like an imaginary bin in in the real world and I'll just chuck it in there and what that does I don't I don't know how it works but what that does is it allows me to imagine that my thoughts aren't there anymore um so that used to help me as well but these are just a few things and like that that form of writing like the noise page is a form of like psychologically getting rid of the things that you have in your head that are unhelpful so that's number two number number three is practice meditation so that's what I've been doing recently and I feel like it just helps me calm down like feel a lot more relaxed feel a lot more um in tune with my emotions and my thoughts um so we had like this um mindfulness talk at my workplace and what they said was what you need to do is you need to find a quiet space um where you can go to think about nothing and I found that a bit confusing because I was like, when when can you ever think about nothing? But what they mean by that is um, literally try and block out any noise. Um, so what I do is in my workplace, we have these um, set of staircases uh, that very few people use. Um, so when I feel like I need a break, like a five minute break, um, I'll just retreat there, go and sit at the stop, top of the stairs. And because it's so silent, it's so easy for you to meditate. So I'll just sit at the top of the stairs, close my eyes and focus on the rise and fall of my chest while I'm practicing breathing. And so you just inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale really slowly and you just focus on your breathing. And what that does is, you know, your mind is constantly churning, you're constantly thinking of different things, you're constantly thinking about this, that and the other. And so, you know, you're always busy, like even when you're sleeping, your mind is producing, you know, dreams and different things. So your mind is always thinking of something. But when you're focusing on the rise and fall of your breathing, it's like, the thoughts are still there, but you're you're redirecting it towards something else. Um, but like when you're doing that I close my eyes and when I'm focusing on the rise and fall it's like I'll have certain thoughts that come in and then you know I'll acknowledge them but then I'll refocus my mind again towards my breathing and so what that does is when I finish my meditating it allows me to then reflect on okay what kind of thoughts we're trying to get in during that meditation time sometimes it's like I'm thinking about my friends and and my family so that's like okay maybe I'm missing them maybe I need to you know make some time for them right now maybe that's what I'm thinking sometimes it's like my mind kind of tries to divert me back to my desk work again so then that's when I'm thinking okay maybe I'm stressed how can I deal with this situation so it's a really good way for you to um 
be in control of your thoughts. Um, I would highly recommend it. I think um, meditation doesn't get enough credit for it. Like it's it's just amazing. Like it's really good. Um, but sometimes you can't physically actually remove yourself from the workspace uh, to go and retreat somewhere else. So maybe your workplace doesn't have that. So then how do you how do you implement these things into your um, everyday tasks? So I would say find something within your workspace then that makes you feel happy or is like a distraction for you. Um, like it might be the color yellow. Like for some people, like for me, I love the color yellow. It makes me really happy. It makes me feel, you know, different. So if you've got like a yellow object in the workroom, maybe um, focus on that or like a, a color that reminds you of like happy thoughts, like blue. Or, you know, an object that reminds you of something else. Um, or for me, um, when I can't get away from the desk, I look outside of the window because my desk is quite close to, um, like, it's um, a massive window that shows, like, the rest of the city. So what I do is when I can't get up and move away from my desk, I'll literally steal a few mo moments to look at the sky. Um, especially on a day when it's like really sunny, um, you know, a blue sky, there are a few clouds, you know, it's like... I'll just look outside and I'll just remind myself that there is so much more to life um, and I'll just relax, um, you know, focus on my breathing and, you know, just try and get back in my zone again. Um, and I would really encourage this, like, just, just steal a few seconds for yourself, it's fine, like, just go ahead and do that and then refocus yourself back on work again and you just feel like you're just so much more energized because you've taken just a few seconds just a few seconds to just practice that little bit of meditation um but yeah so like with that that's amazing um again number four related to that is to practice stretching um, so if you've got a desk-based job, um, I think a lot of you guys might be able to relate like you just get back pain or you just like get aching joints because you're sitting down all day. Um, so yeah, like take five minutes, go for a walk around the building, go outside, get some fresh air. These little things can make you feel so much more ready to just go back and do your work again. Um, for me, um, prayer, prayer is like, you know, for me is my moment for me to connect with my God, Allah, um, to speak with him, you know, like he is my friend, I'll literally, you know, make prayer and then, um, you know, make a prayer, so dua, um, and speak to him like he's my friend, so that's like another form of therapy, but spiritual therapy with your Lord, um, so if you are a religious person, do that with your own religion, if you practice Islam, you know, like when you're praying, connect with Allah, like I went to this, um, I went to this um, talk and the speaker was saying, you know, like, check your phone and see how long you spend on a, on a phone call with someone. And usually it's not less than three minutes, right? But then when he asked, you know, how long do you spend making a dua? How long do you spend making a prayer? Um, most people said, you know, I, I run out of things to say. I don't really know what to say. So it's about a few seconds and then that's it. I'm done. So for him, he was saying, we have more conversations with people than we do with our creator. Um, so... Now what I've tried to do is, you know, think of my God as my friend and talk to him because he knows everything that you're going through. He knows everything that's in your mind. He knows you better than your own, your own mother. So now what I do is I try to, you know, like remember that because it's so, I don't know why, but it's sometimes so easy to forget. So I'll just sit there and I'll just speak to him like he's my friend and tell him all of my emotions and what I'm feeling. And that's another way of me just like feeling so much better. That should be my first point, actually prayer like it really helps um but if you're not like a spiritual person then you know like meditation that's another way to do it but yeah in the prayer room when it's a quiet it, that's a quiet place um they've got split split um spaces for men and women so when there isn't anyone else using the female side I'll do some light stretches you know stretch my arms stretch my legs um and that just makes me feel like you know a little bit better to then go back and sit back down again um, number five is self-talk. So this is something that, oh, oh my God, like I can't recommend more to people. Like this podcast is a way of me practicing self-talk in a way. Like the, the initial intention of this was for me to, you know, just get rid of all of my honest thoughts and just like say things as real as they are. But now it's like, you know, this is my, this is one form of self-talk. My noise page is another form of self-talk. But for people who don't want to make a podcast, I would say that this form of self-talk is amazing. Like I've been telling my friends to do it and it's been helping them. Dan was talking about it in the previous episode as well. So like this is something that that's that clearly works. And that is in the morning, 
when I'm walking to work, I'll literally just get my phone out and do like a quick recording of like a reflection in the morning of how is my day going so far? What do I want to get out of the day? How am I feeling right now? Like, you know, is is the weather good? Oh, look, there's the ice cream van again. Is the weather good? Um, You know, like, how am I feeling? Just generally, how am I feeling? Like, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I feel really good today. The sun is out. The sky is blue. I'm wearing a cute outfit. I got nice makeup on. I got glitter on my face. You know, whatever it is that you need to say to yourself to give yourself that morning motivation. And then at the end of the day, I'll do the same thing. I'll do like an end of day reflection where, you know, I pull out my voice recorder and record, um, you know, like, what did I get out of today? How did I feel today? Was it a good day? Was it a bad day? What was it? And it was just be very honest. Um, and what that does is when you've got a voice recording on your phone throughout the week, um, you then have the ability to listen to it um, and just see the patterns that you've kind of had throughout the week, what's happened um, and you get to reflect a bit and this is something that you can just keep for yourself privately, you don't need to share it with anyone or anything but it's just for yourself um, so what I've done is I'll, I'll listen to it like at the end of the week and just see you know okay when when was it that I was feeling the happiest, when was it that I was feeling a bit low and like can I see a pattern here is there is there anything that's kind of like triggering these differences so what I've recently recently realized is that the weather does like something else to me like if the weather is really good it doesn't matter what's happening I'll be fine like very optimistic very happy but recently with like winter I get winter blues really badly winter depression and so during that time it's like it's just something else so having like that vocal recording of yourself is like um a verbal form of therapy for yourself um so yeah I would 100% recommend this really just like listen back to it as well and just see what's going on in your head um okay and with that um with the kind of the morning thing that I was talking about like prioritizing yourself number six is digital detox um now this one is going to be very difficult for a lot of people it's extremely difficult for me because um the first thing that comes with digital digital detox is admitting that you have a problem um so for me it's like I think it's this is the case for a lot of people um you know I would go out with my friends and stuff or we would make plans but it would be like oh what would be a good place for us to take a picture or what would be a good place where they you know sell like the food is you know really well presented and I can put it up on the gram so it's kind of like I wouldn't really go out to enjoy the moment it was more so for an audience on Instagram and I think a lot of people are guilty of that but it's down to admitting that you have a problem like always focusing on what you can put up on your story you know, like how many likes you're going to get, blah, blah, blah. Like we live in a society where everything is kind of surrounded um, by social media um, and, you know, comparison. So like now, um, like before, I, I, I could find myself feeling unhappy when I realized that people are on holiday or people were doing this and I didn't have that and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, why am I doing this? Because I have a lot to be thankful for for myself. Um, but it's just how it is. Like that's just how social media is and that's just how it plays. It's not a bad thing for you to feel like that or you're not a bad person for wanting something that someone else has. That's something that's naturally going to come when you're constantly using social media. So to avoid that, it's a matter of going back to how people used to live before you know phones were about like I sometimes wish I didn't live in this era because you know back in the day people would actually go outside and interact with people they didn't have the worry of having their phone out all the time um you know like I I sometimes think like what would what would life would have like been like without a mobile phone or the internet like you can't even live without the internet now because you'll get told off by your manager you'll get told off by someone if you're not you know checking your emails so there's no way that you can like physically actually distance yourself from the internet because everything every single thing is tied to it now but it's about finding I guess like an hour or so in your day where you refuse to touch your phone and you invest time that time in doing something that you're passionate about or spending time with your loved ones like your friends and your families and like having proper conversations with them that you would have done if you didn't have a mobile phone I sometimes think like you know social media mobile phones they're just literally the most toxic things that we we've ever invented Um, they're like really good but at the same time they are literally the cause of most of our anxiety and mental health problems and so to get rid of that sometimes we need to put that tool aside just for a few minutes in the day like just do it um so what I do is um 
like when I go out now I refuse to get my phone out because it's like I don't want to always post a picture of the food that I'm eating or where I am to show people oh hey look I'm here right now or look this is what I'm wearing right now it's like I don't need validation from people to feel like I'm living my life and I feel like we've mentally come to a point where we do do that we do seek validation from our online social media community so now it's like having that social like that digital detox when I'm out with my friends or I'm doing something that involves socializing in real life um and then when I'm going to sleep what I try to do now but this is quite difficult and I think it might be quite difficult for a lot of people but it's really good to try and do it is um like try and switch off your phone by 10 30 um so like up until then maybe I'll be chilling you know on Netflix doing whatever but then at 10 30 I'll try and switch off my phone and really just reflect on the day and then go to sleep um, to reflect on things that I'm really thankful for um, and then try and fall asleep in that kind of way because I feel like when you're on your phone before you go to sleep you're still consuming information you're still like bombarding your head with information and so when you go to sleep it's like you're going to sleep after making your brain extremely tired and it's not the best way to do things really it's not really healthy you know like um binge watching like do you guys, do you guys know what I mean when I say like that sick feeling like when you've binge watched like whatever on netflix for the whole day like you feel drained even though you've done nothing you feel like you're so tired and exhausted and you kind of feel sick so that's kind of like the same same thing that i kind of feel when i'm on my phone all the time now um because i'm kind of getting used to using it less and focusing more on things that i'm interested in like reading a book or drawing or writing and stuff like that so I don't know I would say try and practice digital detox um, and when people do ask you oh you know how come you didn't reply to this message or how come you didn't do this explain like I'm trying not to use my phone anymore um, like I feel like we we live in an era now where, where we where not being on your internet on like not being connected to the internet or your phone is seen as a problem like it's seen as like it's the 21st century how can you not be connected to it but I think we need to kind of like retreat a little bit now so yeah, that was number six. Number seven, related back to like the passion and stuff like that is finding something that keeps me busy. Um, so like I wanted to feel like I wasn't pitying myself when I had anxiety and mental health issues and relying on other people. I wanted to feel like I was actingly, actively doing something for myself, right? Um, so for me, the days that I have that feel the worst for me and for most people is Monday. Monday's like, oh, you know, you've had a great weekend and then suddenly Monday's here and you're just like, Bleh so I want to make my Mondays as you know good as possible so then the rest of the week feels like it's okay so what I've done is I, I found a class I want to increase my spirituality and my understanding of Islam and my religion and just connect more with that um, and prioritize that because that is a priority in my life um, it's not all about work it's all also about you know like my afterlife and what I'm doing to kind of prepare myself for that um, so with that I've basically joined a um, class where we learn about the teachings of like the prophet's lives and the Quran um, so I go to that and that's really nice for me because it gives me something to look forward to and to get me through the Monday um, and in that class you know it's not I'm not with my friends there I'm forced to speak to different people which I think is really important um, so like that that's something that I do like to keep myself busy on a Monday other than that as well it's like having something to look forward to in on your day like every day so for me it's like I'll throughout the week I'll try and fit in some kind of CSR event because I love that kind of stuff so anything to do with like social mobility or diversity or disability networks anything to do with like um you know some kind of so social change I'll try and like um be involved in some kind of F um, event and that will get me through the week as well um for some people it's like looking forward to a walk um during lunchtime or after work like taking a walk um in the dark um so for me as well like my podcast is something that keeps me busy um I'm gonna try and start painting again because I kind of stopped but I want to do it um so I'm gonna go out soon and gonna buy myself a book and some acrylics and just do that again as well um and then I also started my Instagram page where I write stories and stuff like that and not stories like just things that inspire me um every day I'll just go on that page and I just write because I've always enjoyed kind of like writing poetry and stuff like that so um I wanted to put it out there now um 
so yeah that's like another thing that I'm doing and I'm loving doing that because I feel like I'm not obligated to do it. I'm not doing it for anyone else except myself like I don't care about the follow account I don't care about anything like that I just want to put it out there and if anyone relates to it then they do and it's just so much fun like not having to feel like you're doing it for other people but you're just purely doing it for yourself so I would really encourage that like I have a lot of friends that have been speaking to me now and they're like I've always wanted to start this blog or you know I've always started to wanted to start this business or you know I've always wanted to join this um join this project or this kind of um you know club but I just never got to do it um or I was a bit scared to do it I was a bit worried about what other people would think and blah blah blah. I would just say don't worry about what other people think and go for it because one thing that you're never going to get back is time like you're you're going to keep getting older but you're never going to get this time back so if you have something that you want to do go for it like if it doesn't work out you're still winning because you gave it a shot if that makes sense um but if you haven't given it a shot then that's when you're losing because you could have done it but you you didn't do it that's not to say that you know like there's there's a certain time limit to when you can do things and whatnot but it's about like when you have the energy to do it right now if you have the energy to do it and you've still got you know the motivation to go ahead and do it then do it stop worrying about what other people do stop giving people other people so much power over whether you do something in your life if you want to do something go ahead and chase that dream and just do it and the same thing with like whatever project you want to do the first bit is going to be the most difficult part but then once you've got that out and then you've put in the second bit and then like you've gone to the second session and whatnot and then you'll feel like you've got the hang of this and you'll keep going and toward like down the line if it doesn't work out then you know that you've given it your best shot but if you haven't even tried it then that's going to be your biggest regret so I would just say like find things to keep you busy and do it okay number eight is you know how I said in the beginning, um, like, um, you know, you are the only person that can sort out your headspace. And so you need to take action. At the same time, though, it is really important that you do find some people that you can trust and you can confide in. And you do talk to them. Because with mindfulness, it's about taking care of your mind. Um, And a part of taking care of your mind is being able to emotionally connect with other people and be able to, um, I guess, find an avenue to be able to share things um like for me um in my during my graduate program um you know when I was feeling quite overwhelmed and everything like that at first I was really shy and I was really scared to admit that I was finding it difficult and so that made made things quite hard for me and then I opened up to my program organizer and I told her you know like this is really hard I don't know if I've made the correct you know decision for my career um I don't know whether this is normal to be feeling I don't know if I'm just being ungrateful I just told her like how I felt and in the back of my mind I was thinking this is a really big mistake right now because what if now she thinks like I'm incompetent and they want to replace me and stuff um but that was an unhelpful thought because the reality of it was that when I opened up to her she was very happy and she was just like I can't believe that you felt like you couldn't tell me like actually it's quite the opposite you I want you to feel like whatever you're feeling you you can at least come to me and tell me because I am your program organizer and so no one else will you know want to help you in the same way that I want to because it's my responsibility to make sure that you are okay with this program and I thought I didn't think of it like that I was just thinking like you know everyone's gonna think that I'm not I'm not I'm not capable so when I did open up she actually got me in touch with another girl from um you know a few graduate programs ahead um and I spoke to her and she was like she would be really good for you to speak to because she was finding it quite difficult as well and now she's found her you know like found her own comfort space she's she's moved from one department to the other which is what I'm trying to tell you like it's okay for you to want to do that that's the point of this graduate program you're not going to know what you want to do um you know if you feel like there's something else that you want to explore then we encourage you to do that because we want to keep you at the end at the end of the day um, so if there's something else that you feel like your skills align with more then you know let us know so when I heard that I was like I'm so glad that I opened up and I talked about that so I would say like for your own mental health and sake of well-being do feel like you can trust people because you know it's so easy to go into a workplace and forget that people are people and that they're human and they understand emotions it's really easy especially in you know like a finance banking scenario where you think that everyone is so serious and strict um but actually people do have lives they do have family members they do have their own things that they're dealing with so they do understand and they can actually you know show a lot of empathy so anyway when I opened up to her about that she put me in contact with that girl we spoke up spoke to each other um and then she um added me to an email chain 
Um, and on that email chain, every single morning, she sends a different quote for like a motivational quote. And I think that's just so nice because that's the thing that I look forward to in the morning. You know, like my eight, like 8.30 routine where I prioritize myself. That is a part of that. So my notes and my reflections will be around that quote as well. So like, how does my, how can I relate today to this quote? So like there was this one quote that she said, which was um, about, you know, if there isn't a route that is carved out for you already and it hasn't been taken, then be brave enough to, you know, take the route that is not often taken or pave the way for other people because often we take the route that has been you know that is easy to go through because everyone goes through there and it's already made for you but actually that road itself was once empty that road itself was once not there someone had to take that first step to make that dent in the floor for everyone else to be able to walk through and so if you feel like there is something else that you want to do be that first person to make that dent in the ground and then the more people go through it the more that dent is going to grow and then the more that path is going to emerge and so every path isn't always there sometimes it takes a person to create it so when I read that I was like yeah okay you know what with ikigai and me finding my passion and stuff like that I'm not gonna feel like I always need to follow the conventional route if I feel like I want to do something like you know my CSR route that I want to take eventually at one point I'm gonna go ahead and do it um especially like in the Asian community where everyone wants you to become a doctor or a lawyer or a banker or an engineer and stuff like that like CSR no one really knows about it so for me to do that I need to make my own route and I need to follow it and keep, you know, stick to it despite what everyone else thinks and despite the fact that there isn't, you know, this far, like this far followed, um, followed path that everyone else has, you know, gone through. So yeah, like feel free to find a few people that you can confide in and talk to and that should really help you as well. With that, number nine is use the services that are available to you so I think I've spoken about like Samaritans like in three episodes now but honestly like there are so many services out there there's like mind um but mind and Samaritans are the two that come to mind right now um but honestly like don't feel ashamed of using these like there is a stigma around it but honestly I'm saying from the bottom of my heart these organizations really help you especially when you're going through a tough time and you feel like there isn't anyone that you can speak to it really helps to have this you know person that can't see you over the phone um being there as your support and it's really confidential like they don't ask for your name they'll ask you like what what do you want me to um, call you as and so you can literally give them any name they won't ask you for your real name they won't ask you for who you are or anything that can help identify you um, and then so you can tell them anything um, and it just really helps it's like a form of knowing that there's someone out there that that understands so this is another form of like self-care that I would say don't feel embarrassed to do don't feel like it's um, you know a shameful thing or an embarrassing thing or something that you know belittles you in any kind of way the service is there for you to use okay a little bit more of a positive one um this is something that everyone says it's literally in anything that you will look like look at in terms of when it comes to taking care of yourself is fruits um but honestly um like at my desk i keep like um a pot of fresh fruits and i'll just have them like as i'm working and it literally just gives you like a like a boost of energy um, just to kind of like re-energize yourself, uh, feel like you're, you're more, I don't know, like it, it fills you up with lots of good fluids inside you, um, like melons, I love melons, um, pineapple, kiwi, uh, strawberries grapes all of that like it just like it, you know when you're just like munching on a fruit like it's just so juicy it just I don't know it just feels good when you're having that when you're working um instead of having like your um snacks which can kind of sometimes make you feel a bit slumped um bananas bananas are amazing I I try to have two bananas a day now it just gives you a lot of um it gives you like a proper boost like it really re-energizes you especially when you're feeling quite hungry but you're not quite yet ready to go for lunch um it just gives you a little bit more of that push also I like to keep like a mixture of um different types of nuts because I think that's like a healthier alternative and it's still like um a good uh, kind of like way to um snack on things while you're working Okay, so number 11 is something that I can't say enough of because I feel like I, I just keep saying it to people at my workplace. But seriously, go for your lunch away from your desk. Like, that should, like, that's 
a rule and it should be embedded into every single person's mind. Never have your lunch at your desk. Feel free to take that one hour or 45 minutes. Please don't take half an hour. Take at least 45 minutes away from your desk to have your lunch. Because you're spending so much time sitting down. You need a change of environment to refresh your mind and then come back and sit down and do your work. Um, Like the number of people that I've spoken to and they've said, you know, like taking lunch is a luxury right now. No, it's not. That's you that's your thinking but lunch is not a luxury lunch is a priority um and it's not just about getting up and getting food and then coming back and sitting down at your desk you need to actually go to a different environment for your own sake and the way the reason for why i say that is because you're spending eight hours of the day um investing your time in a company right it's okay for you to spend only one hour of that time for yourself that's not selfish and you shouldn't feel guilty for doing that in fact, if it's in your contract that you're allowed to take an hour, take that hour. Like, I don't understand, but please do take that hour. I understand if there's like work that you need to do and you're like extremely busy on one day. But if it becomes a thing where it's like every day you're missing your lunch or you're having lunch at your desk, you need to rethink whether that's a healthy routine that you're falling into. Um, so like um, the way that I see it is, your job is a part of your life. It's not your entire life. And so you shouldn't dedicate your lunch hour towards doing more work, if that makes sense. Like do the hours that are written for you um, and don't compromise on your health. Because the way that I see it, and I, this is brutally honest, is if anything happens to you, God forbid, your company, your workplace is going to replace you. In a few weeks, they're going to have, you know, um, an advertisement out on Indeed and everything else asking for someone to come and replace you but your health you've put that on the line for this business so I would say your health and your 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 well-being needs to always be your number one priority it's so easy to forget that especially when it comes to the work life but you need to remember that and that needs to be your number one priority um so yeah like just go somewhere else find a different place and go and even go outside and go for a walk make it make sure that you go and grab your lunch from a different place instead of the canteen at your workplace that might even be your be your other way of making sure that you physically get outside okay so number 12 start bringing your full self to work so I've just started to like try doing that like wear more clothes that represent my own identity my own type of fashion um you know like for women it's quite easy anyway like we won't really get in trouble for the things that we wear unless it's a bit outrageous um but mostly it's like if it's clean then you're okay so now I try to express my fashion a bit more you know I'm not worried about like my makeup I try to wear you know the makeup that makes me feel comfortable um I'll just literally go in with um like makeup on my face um glitter and it's like I'm feeling myself and I'm really confident um and it's just for me and it's so it's just like bringing my entire identity into work I'll talk about my podcast I'll talk about my writing I'll talk about my art um and it's just like it gives you something to feel like there's more to work there are some people that are like you know really moody and they're you know kind of they'll kind of just tell you to like stop talking or what whatnot but in most cases people are just like human and they also want to hear because they also want to share their stories and they also want to have like feel like they're you know making more of their day than just like doing a spreadsheet they're talking to people about interesting things while they're doing their spreadsheet um actually what really inspired me to do that was um I was on a rotation and there was this lady who um, came in and she was wearing like this bright pink suit, like an entire bright pink suit that had flowers on it. She had like these funky glasses on. She had big hooped earrings on. She had like this cool, like this really cool um, short haircut. Um, and then she had like, you know, necklaces on and stuff like that. And you could literally notice her as soon as she walked in. And I thought she was so cool. Um, so I asked her, like, can I meet your, meet up with you for coffee? And then when we sat down, it was just like, I really wanted to ask her. So I just told her, like, I think it's so cool that, you know, you're dressed the way that you are in this corporate environment in a bank. Um, like, what gave you the confidence to just, you know, dress the way that you want to? And then she said, you know, with my previous job, um, I felt like who I was was left behind when I, le- when I walked in through those doors. 
And so for eight hours of my life, I was pretending to be this other person. And I felt really unhappy because I felt like I had to be myself after five o'clock and before nine o'clock. But then throughout the rest of the day, I was being this fake corporate person. My real identity was never shining through. And so when I reflected on that, I realized that most of the time I was being this person that I wasn't. And I didn't like that. So then when I got this job, I made a promise to myself that I would bring more of myself to work, which is why I'm expressing the my, myself through my clothes. Um, and I feel like because I don't meet clients, like I'm not, you know, going out there and representing the business, I'm in the office. No one should actually have to tell me off for the way that I'm dressed because you know, there's no one important that's seeing me, which I thought, you know what, that's true, um, and then she said, um, like, you know, um, I don't think, I think businesses are more successful when the employees feel comfortable um, in what they're doing, like the way that they feel. Um, and the way that I feel is I feel comfortable and confident when I'm wearing my own identity, who I am, not as a professional, but just as me. Um and then she said, you know, like, I bring my roller skates into work now because I want my colleagues to know that after five, I'm going to be dancing in my roller skates because that's what I do. Like, that's my hobby. I like dancing. Um, I'll, I'll have, like, my little um, speaker out um, playing music and I'll literally, literally doing my own little routine on the streets. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. Like, there are so many creative people and so many individually cool people within the corporate environment. But you just never know that because that identity is never shown. Like, we always think that that's not professional. But it should be. It should be something that we consider professional now. I think it's unprofessional to to tell people that they have to hide all of these things and to, com like, wear this, you know, uniform um, to blend in with the corporate environment i think you know like with these startup companies the reason for why they're so successful is because they recognize the importance of being able to bring your individual self and then you're able to bring in you know your creativity and your real self and when people do that they're just so much more productive because i don't know it's just like when you are yourself um there's just something about it it's like you feel more relaxed, you feel more motivated, you know, like on non-uni, um, you just, there's a different type of energy, it's the same thing like that, so yeah, I would 100% say, like, if you can, then try and bring your full self to work, okay, number 13, saving culture, so what I'm trying to do now for my own kind of mental state and well-being is, I feel like, we're constantly in the saving culture, which is, you know, save for a mortgage, save for um, this, save for that, save for this, save for that. And when you become an adult, um, it's like from the beginning, you can fall into that trap of just like saving more and spending less. And so what, what happens is during your youth, you're investing more in your future, but that future isn't always promised, but you're living in now. You should also feel like you're, you know, you're actually truly living now. You're truly feeling what's happening right now. Um, you know, you're, you're feeling happy right now and investing th in things that make you feel that happiness. So some people recommend like saving 60% and spending 40% and I did do that at the beginning but I kind of felt like that wasn't really working for me at the stage that I am in right now like I don't have certain responsibilities like I don't have a mortgage to pay for I don't have a lot that I need to pay for um so I am saving responsibly but at the same time I'm also spending responsibly and sensibly so instead what I do is I save 50% and spend 50% because I'm you know like having I'm looking out for my future self and watching her back. But at the same time, I'm also prioritizing my current self and my present self and giving her enough as well. So if I need to go out and, you know, like go and chill in a cafe or go out with my friends, I don't need to feel like, oh, I should actually be saving this much. No, I'm going to go out with my friends and I'm going to do this because I want to live in now too. So I would say, you know, like learn to enjoy your earnings. If you're working so hard, also be kinder to yourself to be able to not indulge but make use of your hard work like yeah your future self is going to be very thankful for it if you're you need to don't get me wrong like it's very important to save responsibly as well you need to have future savings or otherwise that's also going to be a problem and that's going to cause more anxiety and more problems but at the same time it's also very important to have enough to um enjoy your current day 
um so yeah that's another thing that i would say it, it's working for me right now maybe later on I'll, I'll change my savings percentages and i'll go back to 40 60 as my responsibilities change but for the time being i'm learning to spend more mo- spend my money and save my money but on a 50 50 kind of ratio okay um number 14 these are a few more i guess psychology um related tips that i have these might not work for everyone but these kind of work for me um and some of these might be a bit silly but um yeah it helps so sometimes you feel like you're in an environment where you you can't cry or you shouldn't be crying and so sometimes you know like with anxiety how do you cope with that so for me a piece of advice that I would give um is try to think of someone that makes you happy and keep that same person when it comes to um like when you feel when you feel like you're gonna cry in a in a place where you can't cry Uh, that that doesn't mean that you shouldn't cry and that you should you know like um try and restrict you're crying no but when it comes to certain situations where you just can't cry and you're trying to find ways to stop yourself from crying these are really useful um so for me it's like I have one person that I always think of when I feel like I'm going to cry in a situation where I shouldn't and so what that does is it diverts my attention to something else um so like it might not be a person it just needs to be something that is your grounding that's like you know um something that you use as i forgot the word but something that you use as kind of like an anchor yeah like an anchor um so someone who or someone or an event or a place anything that basically makes you happy um and just go back to that place so for me sometimes i go back to um my holiday in turkey and i go back to this specific beach where we used to just sit down um and just wind down and really relax and so that's my happy place so when i feel like i'm gonna cry i'll go there but i would say like stick to one place or one person so then you're not like at that moment you're not thinking okay happy place happy place but you can't think of any like just have that one place or one person that you constantly go back to um as your kind of like anchor um so yeah that's like one psychology tip another one is um your physical like your physical um structure so you know like when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling low like it's really easy to kind of um make yourself small like um to kind of slouch down a bit just make yourself look really timid and you know sad like just the way that we sit when we're really sad like looking down and stuff when you're feeling like that um it's a psychological thing again but make yourself big like broaden your shoulders again sit up straight um you know like um lift your head um you know like make yourself physically feel stronger and then it just i don't know it gives you a bit of um confidence again um, and it helps kind of fight those anxious thoughts because now you're physically um structured in a different way you're not small and like you know um crouching into a ball or like um a fetal position you're strong and you're standing like you're wide your chest is you know like out you're you're a lot more able to deal with the world um so yeah that's another thing um one more is <laughs> this sounds a bit silly but I, I saw this on instagram and it's been helping me so far but it's like when you feel like you're gonna cry distract yourself by saying silly things in your head um like really silly sentences and then that 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 just makes you laugh or um or like think back to um like something that you watch that was funny like anything that just basically distracts you and um a happier kind of memory or thought okay so number 15 um is basically learning to enjoy my own company um so i think like in college the thought of sitting by myself in a cafe and eating was something that was just like really embarrassing i kind of thought like um if anyone sees me eating by myself they're gonna think like you know i have no friends and stuff so like I wouldn't do that but now it's like learning to really appreciate my own self um and the reason for why I say that is because sometimes what happens is um you'll have like your group of friends and you know um you'll go out and have your own motives and stuff like that but sometimes they're not available and so on a certain day you might want to do something but no one's free so then you'll just come home and you'll just be like okay whatever and cancel your plans but instead what you can do is if you're really comfortable with your own company you can still go out and still enjoy a day and make a day out of it by yourself um 
So why it's really like empowering to be able to go into a restaurant, eat by yourself and feel like, you know, completely fine knowing that, you know, you're just listening to your podcast, eating your food in your own zone and you're good and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or you can go and sit in a cafe, get a little bit of tea, get a cake and just eat by yourself and that's also fine. So like it's just getting used to your own com- company and feeling comfortable with that. But at the same time, I would also say along with that, don't feel, you know, like guilty for making new friends. I would say, you know, like with secondary school, college and university, it's like it kind of forces us to make new friends all the time. So you have friends from college, you have friends from secondary school, you've got friends from uni and they're all there for different reasons. Right. But then when it comes to, you know, the workplace and adulthood, you don't really have those um, opportunities anymore. So your only friends are the friends that you've had for um you know throughout your education experience but even then your circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller until like when you're at uni you've got about five or six friends that are your you know closest friends and that's amazing like that's such a good system and support system to have but at the same time it's like it's really important to have a number of different people that you can rely on for different things or you can go out with for different things because it's like you know, when you rely on the same people for same for the same things, it's like if everyone's not available, then that's it. Like you, when you have a small clique of friends, um, if no one's available, then it, it can be quite lonely. But if you've got a number of different friends from different organizations and different, you know, from different experiences and stuff like that, then you've got different people that you can meet up with on different occasions, do different things with. And it just, it's a lot more interesting meeting different people at different times and not always the same group of friends. Um, that's not to say like, you know, don't keep your group of your, your main circle. It's like, it's nice knowing that you've got your solid circle, but then to also have, um, different people that you can, you can, you can meet up with on different occasions. So yeah, I would say put yourself in situations where you can, um, meet different people like my Monday class um you know go to a different you go to a club that you've always wanted to try out maybe go boxing meet people at the gym make friends in different ways like that because in adult when we're adults it's really easy to just stick to that one circle um and just depend on them for everything um so yeah like that that really helps um I like with the whole um like enjoying your own company thing as well like um I know a lot of um friends now that are learning to travel by themselves because when it comes to organizing certain trips certain people aren't available it depends on other people's availability or where they want to go and whatnot and so you're always having to compromise and so if your friends aren't free then you might not go what I would say is you know, like especially for the guys that are doing it now it's like um they're just learning to travel solo and so they're learning so much about what they're capable of doing by themselves so you don't have to travel abroad to do that but it, it's also down to like going to a restaurant or going to a cafe just learning to do things by yourself if you want to do it okay last one i promise um it's listening to things that make you feel calm um whilst you're doing your work um so I feel like with music like with lyrics um it can be quite distracting when you're doing your work and it can really slow you down it's not always the case with everyone but for me it's like when I'm working I don't want to listen to lyrics because then I'm focusing on the lyrics and not my work um so instead what I do is um I listen to rain because it's like on a normal day if you're doing something and it's raining you won't get distracted by the rain so I listen to rain because it's very calming and it doesn't doesn't distract me from my work um I listen to rainforest sounds um it's something quite calming about that birds um so again that's why I chose the intro music because I wanted something that related quite a lot to me um like bird like bird noises and stuff like that it's it's very calming because it's just like related to like um you know the morning and sunrise and stuff like that uh which I find very soothing um for me my another me time related to meditation is um um every two weeks or so I will have like a spa bath so um I will get like bath salts um like spa kind of like um deep oil kind of massage um like products and stuff um and then I will give myself a treat day but when I'm in the bath I will also play spa music um and then it's just really relaxing because then I'll practice meditation again while I'm in the bath and it's just like really just um like relieving myself really relaxing unwinding and just 
getting rid of all of the stress from the week it really helps um and then sometimes I listen to like the piano or violin um I wouldn't I'm not this isn't me recommending it to anyone it's just what I do um like I listen to Yuruma um I've always been a fan of his work um so yeah like listening to things that are personally calming for you um really helps um um other than like listening to to that um I would just say like maybe on your break as well like listen to audio um sound books like listen to stories read by other people that really helps if you don't get a physical book um so yeah like these are a few things that help you with practicing mindfulness dealing with your anxiety and just making your everyday better so these are a few things that I've been practicing but I would love to hear from you guys you know like what you guys do what helps you guys if there's anything that I've missed out that you think I would benefit from um I would love to hear from you guys so please do let me know Oh, please do let me know if you've tried out any of these things that you've never heard of before and um, if it's worked. Um, I would also love to hear about that. But yeah, so that's it from me for this week, guys. Um, Like I said, these are the things that I've been practicing. It might not work for everyone, but so far this has been helping me. So um, I hope there has been something in here that helps at least one of you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening and got something out of it. That's it. Take care, guys, and I will talk to you guys soon.